Welcome to the Roundtable at Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church, a podcast of discussions with substance. Join our staff and leaders of our church as we journey through topics that inform, engage, and inspire the daily life of our church. Hello and welcome to the Clergy Roundtable from Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church in Little Rock. My name is Jay Clark and I am the executive pastor on staff here. My name is John Robbins and I'm the senior pastor. I'm Kathleen McMurray. I am the pastor of Connecting Ministries and Worship. I'm Ellen Rowland, and I'm the minister to youth and families. Uh, one of the things that uh, we, we talked about annual conference some, um, and as everyone knows, the United Methodist Church is going through a split, and uh, churches have started that process of, of disaffiliation and conversations with, with their uh, congregations about that. Um, so in addition to the arguments that uh, can't be resolved around the issues of sexuality, uh, there's the side that wants to leave. They, feels that the, they feel that there are too many things uh, that we believe differently. And um, in other words, the, the gorge is deep and wide with no change um, uh, of bridging that gap. And so do you, do you feel that that is accurate? Well, I, I would say I think it's a scare tactic. I think uh, there are those people who have said to me, the thing about the United Methodist Church, it's so leaning left that before long they're going to have polyamorous weddings and you can believe that worshiping in a tree is the equivalent of bowing down before Christ and stuff like that. And I just take great offense at that, quite frankly. I just think that's an absurdity. It's an extreme. They'll pull out an example of some crazy in some United Methodist Church somewhere, but they've always been there. I think that's the thing or they'll call out a seminary that's very liberal. That seminary has always been that way. I remember back in the 1970s watching a pastor on television, a United Methodist pastor, who talked about how he didn't believe in the resurrection. I mean, he just, you know, we all were offended by that. We didn't like that, but he had a large crowd and a big audience to watch him on television and that kind of thing. But that's always been there, and it's a small element, and I think what's happened is, unfortunately, because people are so heated about wherever they are on these particular issues that we have let um, sexuality be the defining, uh, dividing line, which I think is uh, terribly sad. But I think, generally speaking, we are no different theologically. We may have some fundamental differences, but when it comes to core belief, I think we're pretty much all on the same page. And, you know, again, I've said many, many times, people have heard it ad nauseum, but I have a very strong Christology, and I think people who are leaving will throw that out there, that that's what they have. Well, guess what? We're just alike then, because I have that too. It's how I apply what my understanding of what it means to be in relationship with Jesus Christ uh, and how different that is from some other people that is really what separates us. I think fundamentally what we believe theologically for the most part, though United Methodists have prided themselves on be, being free thinkers, if you will, and scripture, tradition, reason, and experience are all applicable in terms of formulating one's understanding of what it means to be a, uh, a Christian. But uh, I think there are a lot more similarities than there are differences. I think we have exposed and exploited some of the differences to such a degree that we've manipulated uh, our stance, whether we're on the left, the right, and most of us somewhere in the middle. So I think we have a lot more in common than we would want to acknowledge or uh, share at this point. I think it, the divide is so wide 
and yet at the same time so narrow. Hmm. Well, you know, it's interesting when we think about becoming members of the United Methodist Church and we do have, like Dr. Robin said, there's there's so many, there, we have a wide range of beliefs within our church. And part of it is that our theological task is formed using scripture, reason, tradition, and experience. But also, part of it is that our membership vows do not include, you know, a doctrinal um, adherence to, you know, to a certain doctrine. Um, our membership vows are do you, you know, renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? Do you confess your faith in Jesus Christ, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him in union with the church, which he has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? Do you, and then do you vow to support the ministries of your church with your prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness? We don't ask them, you know, do you believe in the virgin birth, or do you believe in the bodily resurrection, or do you believe that this is what defines marriage we don't even you know we don't ask doctrinal questions as part of our membership vows we're focusing on um you know on on a, resisting injustice and oppression we're focusing on um our belief and our faith in jesus christ and supporting our local congregations and that's not true of all denominations some denominations do have you when you join a church, you have to profess faith in the doctrine of that church. Right. And we're, um, we're not a cradle church. We're right. not. Yeah, no. that, that's not that's not part of who we are. And so, like John was saying, you're gonna then have people with a wide range of theologies, and you know, as far as your question about can this gap ever be bridged, um, I think the answer is absolutely. I, you know. For now, there may be a separation, but we've seen that in the history of Methodism. Right. We saw that happen over slavery. Um, we've seen that happening over different things um, where we'll separate and then 100 years later, you know, we, we come back together. And I think, you know, that could very well happen with this or we might have a new form of connection that unites us um, in the future. Ellen, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it is a figment of our imagination that we are disconnected from people based on a belief system. That, And I think that's what makes it really tragic and sad that we're in this place, that we are part of the body of Christ. And that is not a separable item. Um, and that's made possible by God, and that's good news. Um, so I think the reconciling, that is God's work, and it'll happen in... in you know, the time that it unfolds. But I think to what also, uh, what Reverend McMurray was saying was some of the price of not having very clearly defined dogma and understandings of like the exact pieces of who Jesus is and who God is and how everything operates is that we get the blessing that Methodists are able to think for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think we're a church that celebrates that really well and encourages people to think for yourself. You're not thinking like Dr. Robbins mm -hmm. thinks, you're thinking how you think and how God and the Holy Spirit appear to you. Um, and I think that's one of the things that makes us special as frustrating as it can be <laughs> to say, we wanna all be on the same page. Um, 
but being on the same page is a is a sacrifice of that beautiful expression. And I, we've never all been on the same page. <laughs> Absolutely, and I think right. that's the thing we realize now. And I think in a generation or so, well, I think is the clearly the defining issue that has separated us as a denomination is not going to be much of an issue anymore, which then affords us a chance to reconcile and become one again. I think I think it'll happen. I don't know when it'll happen, but I think it'll happen. It's gonna. We're living into a, an an interesting time, but uh, I guess every generation also says that, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And so, um, anyway, we'll see what happens from there. We're gonna move on to some lighter questions, um, <clears throat> and I, I would like to know your favorite place to eat in Central Arkansas, and if you would like to go on and talk about maybe your favorite dining experience ever. <laughs> then you can do that and we'll start with you don't start with me why are you starting well with because me? this was the question you you're so excited about this question right. you get to go first i was very excited about yeah. it ellen was very excited about it too though um no I, I this is a really hard question because i really love i love to eat out and i love food and i love living in little rock where there are so many good restaurants, so many local good restaurants too. Um, but one of my favorites recently, it's one of my favorites, um, recently has become um, All Sup in Chapel downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, just fantastic. I will go there a lot of times before we go to theater uh, downtown, either at Robinson or The Rep or uh, Argenta. And, um, and just have wonderful dining experience. And they're getting a new chef. They are getting a new chef. One of my favorite yes. chefs in yes. Little Rock. I'm, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very excited. We just ate there the other night. But, uh, a James Beard finalist. Really? And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good to yeah, hear. Yeah, they have just their the quality of that dining experience is just, it's always it's always an experience, um, and I love that. Ellen. Um, I'll, I'll give you like the high and the, like, like the very formal and the very casual. My very casual is that in Conway, Arkansas on Main Street, there is a diner called Bob's Grill. Um, and while I was at Hendrix, I ate there all the time and got to know all the waitresses and it's just good, wholesome breakfast food. And that is a gift. Um, it, it might be the fourth person the Trinity is breakfast. Yeah. So, the fourth appearance of God. Um, but I would say in a more formal way, um, while we were in Hot Springs for annual conference, my husband and I were able to eat at 501 Prime, mm-hmm. and I had one of the best steaks I've ever had, and I also had an appetizer where the waiter the waiter literally said, yeah, the eggs that you're about to eat are from the chickens from my farm. Like, it, it was so close from, from farm to table. Like, that was the coolest thing to me. So. Hmm. John? Honestly, I say this sincerely. I like to eat at home more than anywhere else. Susan's a great cook, and when she gets on a roll, I mean, like she has been the last several days, I'd just soon eat at home as anywhere. Uh, but there are a lot of good places to eat in Little Rock. I like trios a lot mm-hmm. and yes. um, because it's just good steady kind of thing. It's not super fancy, but it's not too casual. Uh, I, um, I, I hear that they have good cocktails at Samantha's Tap Room. <laughs> People have told me that. So, uh, Jay, you might want to go try and let me know whether or not you think I'll, they have I'll them. let you know. Um, I mean, I, I just like I like an eclectic mix. I, I'm a big seafood guy. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, I think 
Little Rock has a lot of good seafood. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. I lived by recently near the coast, so we had a lot of fresh seafood all the time. Ate seafood regularly. Uh, but I'm amazed at the quality of the seafood in Little Rock, Arkansas. It really is good. So I don't know that I have lots and lots of favorites, like any one that really stands out. But I, I'm like Kathleen. I think there are a lot of really good places to eat. And having lived in Houston, where there are so many great places to eat, it's a blessing to live in a city the size of Little Rock and have just as much. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, I really enjoy um, the Oyster Bar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do too. Um, yes. Good choice. I, I, I really, uh, uh, the Root uh, Cafe is is The wonderful. pantry, we like pantry. the pantry. Oh, the pantry is great. Um, you know, but I, I'll, I'll do a plug for um, my favorite diner. Yes, please. It's in New York City, <laughs> and it's called Utopia. And it, it was close to my apartment when Karen and I lived up there and were going to school. And, you know, it was a place that provided community in the midst of this big city mm. all these greek waiters uh you know i mean and there's still some today that, that was 25 years ago there's still some today that when i walk in everything stops and they all come over and give me a hug right oh. and they kept our picture on their bulletin board for years wow. oh an actor friend of mine in new york said posted on facebook i'm at utopia diner and i look up <laughs> At the yeah. at the bulletin board, and there's Jay Clark on on the bulletin wow. board. Wow! There is something, and I think that it is holy about how food brings people together. Absolutely. I mean, and Absolutely. we look at, when we look at even Jesus in the Gospels, right? Like he he has so many amazing experiences eating food with people. So I think that okay. Question though for for breakfast, y'all that talked about like breakfast and diners, sweet or savory? Savory. Savory. Okay. okay. Um, both at the same time. <laughs> I, the one thing I do miss in Little Rock, but I miss it everywhere because it's not anywhere anymore, is a good cafeteria. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, you just don't, they, they just don't really exist anymore. Uh, and or the, I'm sure there are some somewhere, but there aren't many. Uh, Hendricks College has a really good cafeteria. You know, I'm, I'm not talking like on a university campus, like. He's thinking like a Luby's. Like a Luby. Yeah. John's thinking like yeah. time you put the 75 cents in and pull the little slot back. And I look your... forward. Do you even know I what go... a cafeteria is? Are yes, you old enough to know what yes. that is? We used to have Frankie's in the mall. Yeah, Frankie's was good, and uh, Bryce's in Texarkana was great. We had Wyatt's Cafeteria. Wyatt's Cafeteria, yes. I remember all those places. Piccadilly Cafeteria was. Piccadilly. All, all those, is, is and they don't not, exist anymore. Is there not still a Piccadilly out? There was one on Rodney Perham at one point. Not in, so. no. I, no if it, not I've never heard of it. Okay. So. so now we've got to find John. A, you know. Yeah, no, y'all find John's me a cafeteria. There is one in, uh, what's it called, Cleburne Cafeteria in Houston. It's been there forever and ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's really a kind of a standalone place. There just aren't many of those anymore. Right. So, so an- another question uh, on the light side. Uh, are you doing anything fun this summer? Just being around you three is about as great as it gets for me. I was going to go to the Caribbean on a cruise, and I canceled it so I could be with the three of you all, uh, which was kind of a gracious thing for me to do, but I tend to be that way. That's right. So, you know what? For me, my grandkids are coming. Humble, gracious. Exactly. But grandkids are coming. Grandkids are coming next month, and they're going to be here two and a half weeks. So, for me, that's a highlight of the summer no matter what we did. So, I'm really excited they're coming here. They have not. 
they've been here once, and Sam, um, our youngest one, was a tiny little tot, so now he's got a little more activity to him. He can do some things that he wasn't going to be able to do last year at this time. So I'm super excited about Jackson and Sam coming. Good. I am. I have a couple of kind of short little trips planned with some girlfriends. Um, one just to the river. We're going to get a cabin and hang out and relax. Um, and then I'm going to Austin, Texas for the first time. Oh, uh, get ready. For, I have a, a, one of my friends is getting married in the fall, and so we're doing like a little girl's trip. Are you driving? Trip. No. Yeah, good for you because the traffic is abysmal. Yes, yes. Flying down there, and then I'm going to the beach. So a few little little short trips. Ellen? This is my best time of year as a youth minister, Um, and Jay knows this really well. Like every every single day is hanging out with my students or going to a restaurant or going on a trip and doing something really cool. Um, Outside of my work, though, I'm going to be going on vacation with my husband, to be determined where we're going, which is kind of exciting. Um, and then my parents actually just moved to Austin, and my brother just uh, had his first child um, a couple days ago. And so when I go in August, I'm going to meet my nephew. Oh, so oh. very exciting. Yeah. Karen and Quinn and I, we, we went on family vacation, and she's teaching a drama camp right now, and he's in football practice and basketball practice. And so, but at the end of the summer, I would get together with the same group of guys from college every year. And um, so we're looking forward to getting getting together. And then also going to New Orleans with the, the youth this year. And uh, Well, what about, aren't you staying in Hot Springs, Arkansas, in somebody's condo? Is that not a highlight? <laughs> that is, that is. Is that not a, they wouldn't even mention. It is. It has, and I, I don't even know, you know I got it off Verbo. And, <laughs> and the only thing I know about it is it has this giant painting of two gorgeous blue eyes. Yes, exactly. Just hanging there. Sounds like the my condo, actually. Very much like mine. I would say one other thing that's going to be a great, the highlight for the summer for us is when our grandkids are here, our grandson Sam is going to be baptized on the 24th of oh, July. Oh, cool. Yay. So that'll be super exciting, and I'll cry through the whole thing. But uh, And hopefully our son Sam will be a part of that service to help baptize his nephew, Sam. So, oh, that's cool. That yeah. is so special. That'll be great. Oh, I also really like uh, that this summer we're having weekly happening hours with our young adults. Um, so if you are a young adult and you would like to be included in the notifications about where we are having these young adult community events each week, you can go to phumc.com YAM and sign up. For notifications. In the meantime, John and I will be hosting one for old people. <laughs> old people. We are going to drink uh, Pepto-Bismol <laughs> by and the glass and go to bed early in the evening. And we're going to dream of the days when there were cafeterias. <laughs> It'll be super fun. Mm. We invite anybody who's interested, please come. Bring your own Pepto. <laughs> BYOP. <clears throat> okay, city or country? City. Um, most times city, but every once in a while, I gotta have a good dose of the country. Uh, I guess country. Mm-hmm. Not like just because you have on your cowboy I guess. boots. Like, and... not, like, I like to be not around a bunch of people. I, I like guess. city. I like city too. But uh, what about music or silence? Silence. Music. Silence. 
Music or podcast? Mm. Um, I love podcast. Beach or mountains? Not even close. Mountains. 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 I like the beach. I think. <laughs> maybe a, maybe so a ma- maybe that. a mountain close to the beach. <laughs> that would be L.A., wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, pizza yeah. topping. Pepperoni. Really good cheese. Mm. Uh, Hawaiian. Hawaiian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have for today. So uh, we hope that uh, you will uh, join us again, and we look forward to seeing you in worship. Hope we'll see you in person. Uh, but if not, we, we love that you're watching online and engaging with the church in some way. So for all of us, thanks for watching, and uh, tell someone about Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church. Well done. Bye-bye. Well.